living today is not really uh, fasting friendly. Okay? It's not really friendly towards uh, fasting. And you guys know what fasting is, right? Fasting. Okay? It's basically abstaining from eating for a predetermined amount of time, okay? however long that might be. And so uh, we live in this world, and uh, if you receive the newsletter, and I, 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 uh, I thought it was ironic actually I wrote about that, but um, I talked about how McDonald's is doing breakfast all day long. Who isn't excited about that, right? <laughs> Who isn't? Because I am. Because... Um, uh, I could, we could go there after church. Go drive through, pick up some sausage, McMuffin with egg, you know, uh, and the hash browns, right? Um, and uh, we are bombarded with uh, food, uh, for, uh, like food ads on TV or the internet or just people, you know, you open up your social media, whatever app you happen to be using, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever it is, people put up pictures of what? It's either three things, usually three things, kids, cats, food. Right? It's those three things. Really, there aren't that many other pictures. It's kids, cats, and food. <laughs> okay? So, uh, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't want to know what you just ate for lunch, but dang, that looks good. You know? So, food is everywhere, and we are obsessed with food. And it's not about even filling our hunger anymore, right? It, it, it's in a different level right now in terms of food. Our appreciation for food um, and our obsession with food. And so, when we want to talk about fasting, really, it is one of the most difficult spiritual disciplines that we can practice as modern day Christians because we're constantly encouraged to what? Eat, consume food, and be critics. How many of you consider yourselves to be our foodies? Okay. Yeah, yeah, some, okay, yeah, some of you are honest, some of you are not honest. Okay, but I, I, you know, I bet you most of you are foodies, actually. You may not even know it, but, and I, I always say that I'm not a foodie, but Grace gets mad. I know you're a foodie. You're really annoying because you have something to say about everything you eat. But um, we're obsessed with food. We love food. I love food. Okay? And so when we want to talk about fasting, where we're abstaining from, we're refraining ourselves. We won't, we're not eating the thing that, uh, you know, do you eat to survive, but you or do you survive, or do you eat to survive, or do you live to eat? Right? Uh, do you live to eat, or do you eat to live? You know, I think it, it's kind of shifted in America anyway, right? People, most people, uh, what live to eat? Okay, they don't eat to live; they don't eat to survive. And so, in this um, culture, to talk about fasting is really not easy, and it's really not popular. And uh, I think most Christians would say, uh, assume all these other disciplines we've been talking about as being part of, yeah, I have to do it. Even though I don't do it, I know that I should do it. But when it comes to fasting, it is like the option of options. You know, it's like the least of the options that we are to do as, as uh, Christians in terms of spiritual disciplines. And so I want to look at the Bible uh, today and really look at what the Bible says about fasting. And is it really an option? Or, you know, and if it isn't, uh, and if we are going to do fasting, what is fasting and why should we do it? And what happens when we fast? And what can we expect as a result of fasting? And so if you could um, turn with me to book of Matthew, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, 6. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 16 through 24. Um, if I can find it. Okay, there you go. Uh, Matthew 6, 16 um, through 18. Excuse me. 16 through 18. Okay. And I'll read this for us. When you fast... 
Do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for, the dis, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Okay, let's pray. Father, we just opened up this word right now and I ask that you would open up our hearts and help us receive with humility and gratitude your word uh, for us this morning. And may this word change us, transform us, encourage us, and, and, and lift us up, God, to a higher plane, Lord, so that we would be able to live the life that you have called us to live that is worthy of the callings that we have received. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First of all, what fasting is not? I want to start from there because sometimes that's easier way to define things, right? Fasting is not. First of all, fasting is not a hunger strike. How many of you have ever been on a hunger strike ever? No one ever. You've never at home when you're little, like you wanted to get something from your parents. I'm not gonna eat until I get. That's a hunger strike. That's, it doesn't have to be like Gandhi, you chain yourself up or, you know, just be in front of city hall or something and, you know, I will not eat, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's, we, we, we go on a hunger strike, you know, when you're mad at somebody, at your spouse, what do you do? You go on a hunger strike, come on, so a lot of people, you, know, you don't say it, but, uh, you know, I don't feel hungry, I'm not going to eat. That's a hunger strike. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fasting. Well, but the purpose of hunger strike is to gain political power, whether it's, it's at a national or state level or in a family relational level, or attract attention attention to a certain cause. Right? People from Greenpeace, all these people, you know, they they want hunger strikes all the time. People in um. Uh, a lot of people in Asia actually like to go on hunger strikes a lot more so than people here. Uh, but you know, so that's not what fasting is. And the second thing that fasting is not—it's not a diet. It's not a diet. Okay, um, what I'm talking about, the fasting that we're talking about today is a biblical fasting. And most people think, oh, well, fasting, same thing as diet. I'm just not eating. No, you know, people who are dieting for health purposes or physical, you know, uh, well-being, um, that's not fasting. You're just, you can call it fasting, but that's not the fasting that the Bible talks about. Just because you're skipping certain meals um, uh, for, so that you can feel better about yourself or to lose weight or all these things, okay, those are all good for you, good for you. Um, um, and even hunger strike is, is a good thing, can be a good thing, um, but these are not uh, what you would call fasting by biblical um, definition. Um, fasting, most simply put, is abstaining food, abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. Okay, you're not eating food for spiritual purposes. It's not for political reasons. It's not for selfish reasons to gain something. It's not so that you can let the other party know that you're upset. Okay, or it's not so that you could lose a few pounds here and there. No, this is not biblical fasting. Fasting is always, every single time, is abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. It always centers on spiritual purposes. Always. Always centers on spiritual purposes. And there's a reason why I'm only talking about fasting from food today as well. Um, every year, Ash Wednesday comes around and Lent comes. You know, it's, it's a Catholic thing, but it's kind of become pretty popular in the evangelical Protestant, evangelical churches as well to celebrate, uh, uh, to keep Lent. So a lot of people, what, during Lent for 40 days, they give up 
What are some of the things that you've given up in the past during, like, for Lent, if you have done that, or for whatever amount of time? Any, has anyone ever done that? People give up either what? TV. Okay, for 40 days, I'm not going to watch TV. Or for 40 days, I'm not going to be on Twitter. 40 days, I'm going to give up Facebook. For 40 days, I'm going to give up texting. For 40 days, I'm going to give up, you know, whatever. Um, if it, they do these things, um, and obviously, the, lately, the most popular is social media fast. But um, that's not what we're talking about. Because none of those things will kill you. <laughs> If you abstain from those things, just because you cut off Facebook for 40 days straight, are you going to be dead at the end of it? Is there a likelihood that you might be in a hospital at the end of that fast? If you are, then man, that's some serious problems you have. But, okay, that food is, we're talking about food because food is essential to our survival. And we are saying we're abstaining from this thing that gives me life, so to speak. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip on it. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to consume this thing that gives me life, that sustains my life. That's the kind of fasting we're talking about. That's why we're talking about food, not any other kinds of fasting. Okay, those other types of fastings are fine, but that's not what we're talking about. And so it is always centered on spiritual purposes. Now, what does the Bible say? And first of all, is it commanded? Is it absolutely necessary that we have to fast? You look at the text today, and Jesus says this, When you fast, do not look somber. And you go down to... Uh, a couple more verses down. Uh, well, that's the very next verse. 17. But when you fast, we'll get into the content of the verses in a little bit. But Jesus starts out these two words, both of these verses by saying what? Using which word? Does he say, if you fast? No. He says what? When you fast. When you fast. While it is not explicitly commanded, it is I think this is actually heavier. It's assumed that this is part of your life. It's assumed that you are going to be fasting. It's assumed that sooner or later, or that you fast, or that it's, it's built into the part of your, your life routines. You look at uh, fasting, and uh, you look at this text, and you look at the whole chapter. If you look at the passage right before this, and the passage right after this, the one right before this is on prayer. Okay, and the one right after this is being generous and being giving, and do not, you know, not not hoarding up treasures and and being generous with that. Um, both of those things, prayer and being generous, giving, you know, I don't think anybody would doubt that these are required. These are mandatory. These are, these are part of what a Christian life is supposed to be about. You're supposed to pray, and you're, not, you're supposed to be generous. You're supposed to be giving. You're not supposed to be hoarding up treasures in your own storehouses. Okay? But the one that comes in the middle, fasting, people will think it's optional, that it's not something that uh, I have to do. Well, if prayer is required and giving is required, what's in the middle of fasting? What I'm saying is that, that, uh, that uh, it, it's assumed. It's assumed. While it's not commanded, it is assumed. And I think that this is actually more of a reason to fast than not to fast. Right? People will always tell you what? That you need to exercise more. Right? You gotta go to the gym, or you gotta go jogging, or you gotta go work out, or whatever. You gotta go exercise more. So these are usually commanded. People strongly recommend that you exercise, right? 
Right? Do you recommend each other the same thing? Yeah. We tell each other, you need to exercise more, bro, because you're looking a little, you know? Or, oh, you're, yeah, you're not too healthy these days. You're, you're weak these days. Or we tell ourselves, oh, I'm feeling not so well these days. I, I got to go exercise. I gotta. So these are commanded. It's explicitly given. And, but people choose to do it as an option. Right? If you have time, or you make time to do it, or whatever, but it's not, you know. But what is assumed that is actually essential to your survival, your health, that is not commanded, but it's assumed that you should do. Going to work out is important, but what? It's assumed that you're eating also healthy three meals a day, or five small meals a day, or whatever it is, right? It'd be ridiculous to say, oh, I gotta exercise, it's so important for me. Okay, so I'm gonna go work out every day. But nobody tells me to eat, it's assumed, but I mean, you know, nobody, it's not, nobody says, we need to eat, we need to eat, we need to eat. So I'm not gonna eat, that's optional. That's ridiculous, right? Okay, as ridiculous as that sounds, what I'm saying is, fasting is also an assumed discipline. It's also assumed part of our Christian life. That's why it's all the more of a reason to do it. It's more of a reason to build it into our regular uh, life routines. So while it's not explicitly commanded, it is assumed that it is a part of uh, your Christian life, your spiritual life. Now, well, why do it? Why? Okay, then it's assumed. Jesus assumes that we're going to do it. Jesus assumed that his disciples were going to do it. Well, why do we have to fast? Why is it assumed? Um, First of all, the motives are very important. And in, in the Bible and even today's text, we see an example for more of a, a more examples of wrong motives for fast than a right motive for fast. Okay, so if you look at today's uh, text already, he's he's uh, he's scolding the religious leaders, right? Like, don't when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men their fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. So he's talking about these religious leaders, and they actually did this back then. These Pharisees and you know people kind of had who had influences in the in the society, they they wouldn't let everybody know they're fasting. They're not going to go and tell you, hey, I'm fasting. You know, text everybody, hey, I'm starting my 24-hour fast today. You know, no, they didn't do that. But what did they do? They would put makeup on to make them look more, you know, haggard looking. The more, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, I don't think their makeup was as good as today. But they would do it so that they, they look more pale, you know. Because um, when you don't eat, you look weak. And then they don't walk around like normally. They walk around, they're like, are you okay? What's the matter? They're like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just fasting. <laughs> you know, they'd be like, wow, he's so, he's so pious. He's so holy. He's so close to God, you know? And, and they would do that. Um, uh, you laugh, but people do that. And, um, and so Jesus is really speaking against them. And because then he's saying, look, you, whatever credit you want to get for this, you already got it. When people came up to you and commanded you for that and said, wow, you are so this, that, you already got it. You're done. Whatever you're, you're going after. Okay? And you look at the Old Testament and time and time again, we see the prophets speaking on behalf of God, speaking the words given from God, rebuking the people of Israel for all the uh, superficial, religious, hypocritical routines that they were doing. Primarily for two reasons. One, and we see this in Zechariah. Okay, I'm going to just read this real quick. Uh, Zechariah chapter 7, verse 4 through 6. Then the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. Ask all the people of the land and the priests, 
When you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months, these are regularly scheduled fasts for Israel, fifth and seventh month for the past 70 years, he says this, was it really for me that you fasted? When I read it, I was like, oh, that's like, you know, like in your face, it's like, Jesus like, ask them. You go, okay, exactly, you, I want you to go and ask all the leaders and all, all the times that you fasted, was it for God that you fasted? What did you fast for? What was the reason for your fasting? Obviously, they weren't fasting for God. Remember what I said fasting was? It always centers on what? Spiritual purposes. But obviously, they were fasting for selfish reasons. And the second reason, I, you look at Isaiah 58, verse 1 through 7, and it's a long passage, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But just the middle part, Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? So you can see there's a big production when they're fasting. Like, you know, okay, bring out the ashes and sackcloth and we're going to sit here, cover ourselves with dust and ashes and, you know, rip our clothes. And it's a big production. And they're like, oh, Thing. I'm not eating today, you know, and, and, and he's saying, look, you do this, and you say that you're doing this for me, but you turn around, and you're arguing, you're fighting, you're striking each other with fists, and you're exploiting your workers, meaning you're, you're taking advantage of your, the people that, that you have hired, and there's a lot, incredible amount of injustice happening in this culture, in this society, while they're saying, oh, Lord, you know, I'm holy, Lord, Lord, you hear our prayer, and he says, do you think, do you really expect your voice to be heard in the heavens when you say you're fasting, but you're turning around and you're living a life that is taking advantage of the poor, not caring for the widows and the orphans, and you're farting, fighting, and did I say farting? I almost said farting. You're fighting and arguing, fighting and arguing, I kind of combined it together, okay? Uh, fighting and arguing with each other, so like even physically, you're striking each other, um, and he says, is that the kind of fasting that I have chosen? Is that the, uh, you set aside this one day, and then you put on this big production, and do you expect your voice to be heard in the heavens? Selfish motives and hypocritical fasting, hypocritical religiosity, hypocritical piety. You are saying that you are this to God, or God is this to you, but your life is not reflective of how God has treated you. And apparently, in Jesus' time, they were doing the same things. That's why Jesus is calling them out on this. So why? Why do we fast? Or when should you fast? You, you look at the Bible and uh, um, the, the times that people are to fast, really at the core of it, you fast because you are desperate. See, all these people, Jesus is calling these people out and they're not desperate. 
they're, they're doing, you see, they're putting up production and they're doing it so that they can get some credit. They can get respect from community. Okay? And, and really the times that you're supposed to fast is it's in the time of crisis. Um, it's in the time when you're desperate. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many of you have fasted before or what's the length that you fasted. But, um, and I'm not, I'm not proud to admit this, but the longest I've fasted was for seven days. I fasted for one week long. I didn't eat, uh, like all three meals I, I, I didn't eat. And this was in high school. Um, the reason why I'm embarrassed to talk about this is because, not because of the length itself, because seven days is pretty long. Have you, has anyone gone seven days without food? That's a long time, especially in high school. That's pretty, pretty tough, okay? But the reason why I fasted for seven days in high school was because of, uh, of a girl. <laughs> What else did you expect? Okay, um, I, I, you know, I really, I had a big crush on this girl, and uh, I, I, there, there was this thing at church, an opportunity that I, you know, um, it was like a short-term mission trip. See, it was for a good cause, a uh, short-term mission trip. But I was really hoping that our parents would let us go on this trip because that's a whole week in Mexico, <laughs> you know, on a short-term mission trip. Sure, yeah, short-term mission trip. But you know, I get to spend the seven days with. Um, it's like a group dating, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, you know, proud to admit this, but that was a, that, that's. Uh, but the reason why I fasted um, was because I was desperate. Okay, now again, this is why I give you all the other things first. Because just because you're desperate doesn't mean that it's right motive. Okay, because it was an extremely selfish motive that I had when I started to fast, and it was really difficult seven days. I mean, um, it was just, the thing about fasting is things you notice that you never noticed before, uh, and you stop noticing immediately after the first meal after your fast. It is, food is everywhere. You don't see food in this room right now, right? But if you're fasting right now, you will see food in this room. Okay, you will. I'm telling you, it's true. You see it everywhere. It's tough. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and since that time, you know, I might talk about that a little more later, but maybe not. But since that time, I've done a bunch of different types of fasts. You know, I've done like a 24-hour fast. I've done like three-day fast. I've never done seven-day fast again. Um, uh, but I've done or uh, like a meal-a-day fast. You know, um, like every, every day I would not eat dinner for a week or two weeks or whatever. Or every week, every Thursday, every lunch, you know, I would eat. These type different types of fasts. There are all different kinds of fasting. Um, um, and uh, you should know that before our family uh, were trying to figure out, we're trying to figure out whether to accept the call to my father's house or not. We fasted. We fasted. We were trying to discern God's will, and we we went to God. And is this, you know, do you want us to um, return to the field, or do you want? To, I mean, this is a field also, but do you want us to come here? We we fasted um, before our summer retreat. Uh, Grace and I fasted for the retreat, um, and uh, uh, in preparation for today's message, I actually did a. 24-hour fast on Thursday as well. Um, I'm not saying this to tell you that, um, uh, that hey, look at me, I'm fasting. Because I could see how ironic it could sound <laughs> after I just talked about these uh, false uh, leaders, uh, hypocrites. Um, uh, one, I'm not telling you this while I'm fasting. <laughs> okay, I, I already did it. Um, but really, I want you to know that these times that we fasted, that I fasted, I was desperate. 
I was desperate for God to guide me, give me discernment, give me wisdom. Because the books I was reading, the people that I was talking, the, 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 you know, my own intelligence, my own wisdom, I realized they were at their limits. I had hit a limit. And, and I really had to humble myself before God and ask the Lord, Lord, what is your will? And really get to a place where I'm not imposing my own will to Him, but asking, seeking His will and saying, whatever your will is, I will align my will to that. And that's what fasting is about. And when I'm wanting a breakthrough, when I'm so desperate, I feel like I'm stuck. And then the, the, the times that I've met, the occasions that I've mentioned, we were desperate. We were desperate before the summer retreat, our church retreat, that something will happen at the retreat. There will be a breakthrough in people's spiritual lives. We were desperate before we, we, we took on this position here because we wanted to know whether that was God's will or not. We were desperate to know where God was leading us. And more than asking for a solution to a specific problem, that happens to be a part of a lot of fasts, a lot of times. But it's about, and that's okay, but it's about my laying down all my sense of entitlement and all my rights and everything that I say that I deserve before God and saying, look, all I really need is you. I'm in this place of desperation right now. But look, this food that, that I need to eat every day in order to sustain my, my physical life, I'm saying to you, God, I'm willing to let go of this so that I can, it means that I can hear your voice because I'm placing you at a higher priority level than food. God, you are my everything. And so here's the thing. When do you fast? Whenever you need God and you feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit, that's when you fast. Are you stuck in your life in some areas? Maybe you're having problems in your, in your, in your work. Then you, is maybe, what's required? You've tried everything. you tried talking to that person. you tried reorganizing your business model. you tried, you know, restructuring your, your accounting or whatever. And you're still stuck. You can't figure out why, the, why you're having this problem. Maybe it's time for you to uh, seek God in, in, a, in a, a more uh, extreme way, if I may use that word. Because praying a couple sentence prayer every day and saying that, yeah, I'm desperate, I want this thing to go away, or I want this thing to be solved, doesn't really say that you're putting God ahead of whatever that is. If you're stuck in your marriage, and you're, you're not stuck in marriage, but if you're experiencing, oh man, uh, if you are experiencing uh, problems in marriage, and you try everything. You try talking to one another. You try seeking uh, counseling from outside third-party help. You, you try you know, help from other people in the church. Uh, but you're just—it's just—it's it's tough. But you know what? Then perhaps you should try fasting. I'm not saying fasting is a, is, a, is going to solve everything. But if you're saying that I need God to intervene, I need God to come into my life and help me with this and show me what I need to do and give me wisdom. But at the while you, you're saying that, at the same time you're just kind of offering up a casual prayer here and there and maybe open up the Bible. Maybe call up somebody from the church seeking counsel. I don't know. That doesn't really say desperation to me. If you're having problem with your kids, that's pretty much every parent. 
you know, and, and uh, uh, my oldest just turned uh, 13, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's 13. 13 is like, I've always heard that girls turning 13 is like, that's it, the world is over. It's like, that's when, you know, it's crazy. Um, and uh, uh, just this past weekend, um, uh, on Friday, she brought like some of her friends over, and uh, you know, when they were younger, when they bring their friends, you know, I have three girls and I have a wife, and so I live with four women, and so when yeah, I mean, yeah. But um, when when they bring their other friends, it's, it's always girls. You know, when they're little, it's like, oh, they're kids. They're so cute, you know. But now that she's 13, she brought, like, some of her friends over from her school. They all walked in. But it was like, I felt this force of, like, you know, estrogen or whatever it was. As they opened and all these girls came in, I was like, whoa, what just, what's happening here? Like, the force is strong with, like, this one. You know, it's like, whoa, whoa. It's like, um, I knew that I had entered into a different <laughs> territory there. Um, and, uh, you know, with that comes, with kids getting older, there's all these things that you have to deal with, try to figure out how to deal with them, how to guide them, how to love them, and not, you know, give them more reasons for therapy later, which my kids have plenty of right now already. But, you know, sometimes these, these issues with your kids, they require something greater than just talking to them. You know, and, and as parents, we need to really kneel before God. And sometimes, some of these, is just, just know that. If you are fine with your, your parenting right now, if something happens, I'm just letting you know that, hey, don't take fasting out of the options. It's, it's, it's there, and it's biblical, and it's, it's assumed, and we are to go to God in humility and fast. If you, are, if you have prayer uh, for healing, um, Fasting sometimes is the best thing to do, you know. Um, not just offering up casual prayer, um, but sometimes you need to fast. And even casting demons out, what did, the, what did Jesus say in the Bible? You know, disciples were going around, but they couldn't cast out one particular uh, evil spirit. They come back, and Jesus cast it out, and disciples are like perplexed. Like, hey, we, th- we cast out all these other demons. Why couldn't we cast this one out? And Jesus said, this kind can only come out by, who remembers? Prayer, right? This kind can only come out by prayer. And there are things in life that, that requires uh, something extra, even spiritually. And fasting is one of those things um, that we are to practice in order to understand the will of God uh, so that we may align ourselves. If you're fighting certain addictions, if you're fighting certain dark thoughts in your minds, because, okay? uh, you know, uh, having lived whatever years that I've lived now, I'm not that old, um, but I know that people may seem normal outside, people may seem cheery on the outside, but I know that a lot of them, sometimes, a lot of times inside, they're fighting really, really dark thoughts. You know? Um, and, and, and if that is you, perhaps uh, you need to obviously seek counseling and find you know, other people that, can, that you can talk with. But fasting is, is one way. You can, you can just really uh, just, just come before God and ask the Lord for help. And He's going to respond. He will respond. 
We fast in order to completely surrender ourselves. Because as long as we're stuck looking at this problem, that's all we are seeing. As long as we're, 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 we're plagued with whatever we're plagued with in our lives, that's bigger than God. And fast, through fasting, we say, look, I'm, I'm going to give up food. And that's how desperate I am. That's, that's, yeah, that's how I want to come to God. And I want God to intervene in my life right now. And show me His will so that I can, I can um, align my, my life to His will. And finally, the two words that are repeated in this text, remember, um, there's two of them. One is when, when you fast, when you fast. And so remember, this is assumed uh, spiritual discipline. But the other, other word here in this passage that is repeated, at least in English, is the word what? Reward. Okay, he says in verse 16, I tell you the truth, this is about the hypocrites, right? Uh, they go around like, oh, I'm fasting, everybody, you know, respect me, you know. Um, I tell you the truth, they have received their, what, reward in full. They already got what they wanted, okay, what they're asking for, they got it. Verse 17, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so they will not be obvious to men that you are fasting. So try, when you're fasting, try not to make it obvious. Um, that, 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 that you are fasting. Sometimes it's just really impossible in, in such a connected world that we live in. It's really hard because you always, people are constantly going out to lunches or dinners or you're meeting people. Um, but as, as much as you can, try not to let people know that you're fasting. Um, but really, it's about the motive. So it's okay. okay. But if people know, that's fine. But only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will, what? reward you. So we have uh, reward, that word that is repeated in English uh, twice in this text. And I just want to look at this briefly before we, we close. And um, because whenever we fast, we are obviously what? Expecting a certain result. We're expecting something to happen. Okay, we, we, even if we start out with the right motives, and, and we, we, either way, we're expecting something to happen. We're, we're asking God to show His will, let us understand, or, or, or a supernatural intervention, or a healing miracle, or, or some breakthrough in, in my relationship with somebody else, or in my own struggle with myself, or with, you know, maybe suicidal thoughts, or, or addiction, or depression, whatever it might be. We are seeking a certain result. And, and He says here in verse 16, those people, they have received their rewarding full. Verse 17, he says, what is done in secret, our Father in heaven will reward you. So this is interesting. I actually uh, found this out when I was going over this text uh, for uh, this message. We, we read the same word reward in English, but there are actually two different words in, in the original text. So it's two different, it's not reward, reward. It's a different word uh, for the top and different word for the bottom. And in another text where Jesus is talking about prayer, it's it, the same thing happens. Uh, they, they have received their reward, but you know, God will reward you. And it's the same thing. So I think there is definitely something there. The first reward that, that he uses in verse 16, uh, referring to the hypocrites, is this word that really is referring to paying for a service. You're getting compensated for a payment. So you, I'm, I'm paying, like I go to McDonald's and I give them whatever, $2, and I get two sauces McMuffin with eggs. I'm still stuck on McDonald's because I've been able to go since the all-day breakfast happened. But it's like I pay for a service, and then you give me. 
Okay? That's what it means. That's why I believe that's what he's saying. You know, these people, those hypocrites, what, 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 they're literally paying for that respect from the community. That's what they're wanting. That's what they're designing. So they, you know, put makeup on. They go around like, oh, I'm so weak today because I haven't eaten or I haven't eaten for a few days. And people are like, oh, you're so great. You're so holy. You know, oh, hey, Jesus say, hey, that's what you paid for. That's what, that was what you wanted. Hey, you got it. Great. That's it. You're not going to get any more than that. That's it. But the second word, reward, in original language, is a little different. It, you know, it, it, these all have kind of a, um, a, a compensation type of um, aspect to it. But this word, in reward, and looking at the word in the context of the New Testament, how it's used, and the theological background of it, this is not talking about paying for a service. So, do, do you see what I'm getting at here? Fasting is not something we, we say, it's not a currency. Uh, okay, prayer is currency. Tithing is currency. Well, that's not helping me out. Okay, well, I'm going to bust out the big guns here. I'm going to bust out my spiritual Benjamin Franklin here, you know. And fasting, boom, here, God, this is my currency. And then God's going to, you know, uh, $100 worth of answer here. No, that's not what he's talking about here. Perhaps the first word is more about that. But the second word, because... The first reward, the, that word, is, is really about work compensation. That's it. Works and reward. But the second word, reward, here, it's not about that. It's more about our attitude. It's, it's more about in a relationship, somebody assuring a certain attitude to the other party. Okay? So it's really about our attitude towards Jesus Christ while we're fasting and how God will reward that. How God will come and answer that. How God, how God will really, this is how I want, I want to say this, respond to our show of affection or allegiance or our dependence, our surrender to God and how God will respond to that. And so as a result, we don't, we don't dictate the result. We don't dictate God's response. When I'm paying for service, really what I'm doing is I am dictating. I'm telling you what I want as a result of me giving you this much money. Right? Is that not the case? And I am mad when I don't expect the, what I'm supposed to, what I'm paying for. Correct? So that's what's happening in the first verse. But second verse, that's not the reward he's talking about. We don't dictate. I'm not saying, look, here's my fasting coin. So you give me an answer. You give me solution to this problem. That's what I'm paying for right now. And he says, your father will reward you. He will respond. Amen? Amen? He will respond. Amen just means you agree, by the way, if you didn't know, okay? Um, he will respond. He will respond. As usual, in, in every sermon with this series, just some practical tips. Um, now, I already gave you a list of situations um, that you, sh you, you really should consider fasting, some of you, um, for some of the answers that you are seeking. But um, there are different types of fast. There's, uh, uh, there's an author by the name of Richard Foster um, who wrote a it's one of the classics um, called Celebration of Discipline, and he goes over different types of Christian disciplines. And a lot of my material is coming from him, um, but uh, he goes through the Bible and he identifies three different types of fasts in the Bible. One is a, a normal fast, what you call a normal fast. Okay, no food, but water is okay. 
Yeah, you could, and this is the type of fast, like only type of fast that I've done really. Um, uh, you, you, you don't eat, but you gotta drink water because water, without water, you actually die. You, uh, what's the, how many days can you go, like three days? After three days, you're like, you're, it's pretty dangerous. Um, uh, but people have done, including Jesus, um, uh, have done up to 40 days of normal fast. I personally don't know of any. I know personally of people who've done up to 40 day fast, but I don't know of anybody that has done more than 40 days. Um, so that's a normal fast. No food, just water. Okay. Uh, there's a second type of fast in the Bible. Is certain types of food. We see this with Daniel, right? So, um, and people, a lot of people do a juice fast. I just saw an infomercial recently of, of Rick Warren from Saddleback. They have this whole health thing, uh, um, right? And I think they do like the different types of fast uh, for that. But um, anyway, uh, so partial fast. You only do certain types of fast. Maybe you only uh, uh, you 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 quit meat. Uh, or you quit vegetables, that, that, that'd be a little <laughs> Or you do juice fast, okay, so no solid food. Um, um, and then there's a third kind, this is the extreme kind. Um, uh, George might like that you like extreme sports. So <laughs> the extreme kind is called absolute fast in the Bible where there's no food, no water. Um, and it isn't, it is absolutely recommended that this doesn't go past three days because you will die. Um, you know, if you don't have water for that many long of a time, um, you, you know, it, uh, it's three-day maximum. Um, uh, except the ones who did it in the Bible, like Moses and Elijah, who supernaturally, they did it for a much longer period than that. Um, um, so there are different types of fasts. But here's the thing. Um, I've done some of these, right? Um, I'm still here. I didn't die. So first of all, let me just encourage you. If you're worried that if you fast, your like arms gonna fall off, or you're, you know, you're you're gonna, it's gonna be all crazy. Uh, it's okay. You will live. You will survive. Okay. And actually, fasting there are some side benefits, health benefits to that. After about three days, if you're fasting, you. Uh, body begins to actually filter out all the toxic stuff, toxins, so that's why your breath gets really bad. Um, no matter how many times you brush your teeth when you're fasting for more than like three days or so, because it's coming from inside. It's all the bad toxins that are being filtered out. So there are some health benefits to that. But like I said, if you fast for that, that's not the local fast. That's just dieting, okay? That I'm talking about, um, that's a side benefit, um, okay? Um, and uh, what I try to do is I try to schedule it so that it doesn't, um, as much as I can interfere with my uh, meetings or meetings with people, you know, things like that. Because, man, that's so annoying. Like you, you set up an appointment for uh, like a meal with somebody and you show up and they're like, like you want to order like double cheeseburger with like sweet potato fries with chili and like all this stuff. And then they like, hey, how about you? And they're like, sorry, I'm fasting. <laughs> That's like so annoying, okay? Um, and so I try to avoid um, scheduling my fast uh, with pe meeting people, um, uh, but sometimes you just can't help it, you know? Uh, but just ahead of time, just let them know that, hey, you know, I know we have schedule, but I'm actually right now fasting. We can still meet if it's okay with you, and usually they're, they're okay with it. Um, um, yeah, so you can do that. Um, and uh, uh, more importantly, though, uh, this is when you should fast. You should really absolutely fast, okay? When you feel that in your heart, there is an inkling, there is prompting. And you, you know when you feel it, when you hear it, or when you in your heart. Oh, and perhaps some of you are feeling it right now, hearing this message. Oh, I think maybe I need to fast. 
for this in my life right now. Um, if you have that, that is um, more often than it is from the Holy Spirit. It is from the Holy Spirit. Don't resist it. Don't fight it. Just, just do it. Um, and, and what I'm going to tell you is um, you could start out with maybe one meal fast. Like, if you've never done fasting before, you have no idea what it's going to be like. Oh, you're in for it. <laughs> okay. No. Um, just do a meal fast a day, okay? But if, you're, if that's cool, like, you're okay. Like, you're okay with, uh, you know, the whole idea of it. Then I'll say recommend doing 24. Start out with 24-hour fast. Okay? Uh, so usually what Richard Foster talks about, and I've actually never done this, so that's what the one I tried this past week. Usually 24-hour fast, I thought of as breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then you just go to sleep and then or as you wait till that midnight you're like you know <laughs> you go you watch all the Jimmy Fallon's monologue or whatever and then you're just like we're 11.45 get the water boiling get the water boiling get the ramen you know the container out you know it's it's like um, <laughs> so you know that's how most people are usually or you just suck it up and go to sleep and you, you know, you next morning you, you 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 eat breakfast. But what he recommends actually is for a 24-hour fast. If you're doing it for the first time, start after lunch. Start after lunch. So you eat breakfast that morning. You also eat lunch, but right after lunch you're done. Um, so you skip dinner. You go to sleep hungry. Okay, and then you skip breakfast. Now, for some of you, I talked about this with somebody yesterday, um, not from our church, but uh, they were saying, oh, I skip breakfast all the time. Okay, then don't, don't, don't put breakfast in your fasting schedule. Okay, uh, but I, I eat breakfast every day. My wife is a big breakfast person. Um, and so breakfast, is, I wasn't until I married her, and now I get cranky if I don't have breakfast. And so breakfast is really hard for me to skip too. Um, so I, I, I tried it this time. So after lunch, I skip dinner and I skip breakfast the next day. Okay, and then you could have lunch the next day. Okay, so it kind of works out to be a 24-hour fast. So you're only skipping two meals really. Start out there, um, and I actually found that it's easier than going from uh, morning to night, 24-hour uh, breakfast uh, fast. Okay, it's somewhat easier. Okay. Um, so try that. And while you're fasting, fasting isn't like I just kind of joked about, just counting down minutes and hours uh, until you can eat. That's not fasting, all right? Uh, so if I'm at home and my family, they have to eat dinner, um, you know, I don't sit next to them and, and just be like, just things, you know? Um, I, don't, I don't do that. I, I just lock myself up in the room and, and if the, the time that they're eating or, or however long I set aside I'm, I'm, I'm reading and praying or singing, worshipping on my own um, but whatever it is uh, uh, you're dedicating that meal time fully to God, nothing else fully to God the other times in between just you know, you go to work, do whatever you need to do trust me, skipping a couple meal, meals is not really going to affect your daily life Okay, you're still going to perform the way you normally do. Okay? Having said that, just a warning, okay, you will be distracted because you're going to want to eat. You're going you're gonna to be distracted by all these, like, turn on the TV, and it's going to be like food commercial, like, like one after another. It's like, what happened to all the other commercials about carpets and things? It's like all hamburgers and all spaghetti and all like sandwich commercials. Um, and everything you smell is going to be food smell. Alright, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm weak, so that's just me, maybe not you. Um, so that, it's coming. I'm just giving you a warning so that you know it's coming, so that you're not surprised by it. 
right? Uh, that it is there. It's coming. And those times, just lift up a short prayer on there and just, Lord, help me because I want to eat. Uh, you know, um, As soon as this Thursday, as soon as I said, okay, I'm going to fast, I get a text, somebody inviting our whole family to a uh, hamburger barbecue that night. You know? Um, and I'm like, man, always, never fails. Never fails, you know? Uh, so we couldn't go, um, but... Uh, so I'm just saying, it, it, it's temptations and, and tests, they'll be there. Um, but what I'm saying is, uh, if you are desperate, if you, if you need um, uh, help in your life and you want God to really intervene and you need, you feel like you've hit a wall and there's no breakthrough and you've never tried fasting before, uh, maybe you should. And if there's any inkling in your heart right now, uh, uh, for this, I do it. Don't even hesitate. Do it. Um, plan it out ahead of time. This week, on this day, I think I should do it. Um, um, I I would recommend that you don't do um, uh, just impromptu fasting. Like right now, maybe some of you feel like, okay, but, oh yeah, I should fast. Okay, just after service, I'm gonna fast for 24 hours. Don't do it, okay? Don't do it. Pray about it, pray for it, and plan it, um, and, and just get ready, you're, you're, get yourself ready for it, okay? Um, so let's go to the Lord in prayer.